You are listening to Go Doc Yourself, your weekly documentary book club. Listen in while we two errands dissect our most recent documentary find. Sometimes weird, sometimes mainstream, but always entertaining. Grab a cup of coffee and let's clutch. Hello, thanks for joining us today on Go Doc Yourself. I'm Erin McCart. And I'm Erin McCourt, and we're here with your weekly documentary book club <laughs> podcast. That's right. Today we're going to cover Twas, The Fight Before Christmas. This is a pick from Apple TV. It runs an hour and 31 minutes, and the director is Becky Reed. Mm-hmm. So this documentary takes place in Idaho in the middle, well, I guess it's kind of northern United States, up by Montana, right? I'm a horrible person with geography and I always get Iowa and Idaho confused. (laughs) They're completely different places, but I'm pretty sure most people will agree that they're fairly interchangeable. This is coming from someone who's also in a very forgettable state in the middle. So I get it. (laughs) So this is about the Morris family. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say, first of all, when I first watched this, there's a couple reasons why I chose this documentary. My husband got so mad watching this documentary and he would not shut up the entire time. I couldn't even see what was going on. I couldn't hear what was going on because he was just talking over it the whole time. So that pissed me off just as much as the documentary. But (laughs) that's all right. We survived. Terrible association. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So rewatching it, I got just as mad, even without my husband talking over it. I was just as mad. So I think what's interesting is it starts off with Jeremy Morris. He's the patriarch of the family. Right. And he's talking about how he's been banned by federal government from putting up Christmas decorations. And you're like, oh, what a Scrooge thing to do, right? Yeah. 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 And you feel really kind of bad for him until they start getting into it. That shifts real fast. Yeah. So they kind of start and he's in a storage unit with, I have, here's my quotey fingers, millions of lights. And I was like, "Uh oh, we're in trouble (laughs) right from the, I mean, like who needs millions of lights? Mm-mm. And there's penguins and there's Santas and there's a lighted goose, which I'm pretty sure I've never actually seen before. So that was horribly impressive. But yeah, he kind of, he starts off and you're like, oh, I think that this is, you know, you kind of are starting to make your judgments kind of at that point, but don't worry, you're wrong. <laughs> You'll change your mind, trust me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also he's got, you know, he's wearing a Mr. Rogers sweater. And I thought, oh, okay, I can relate to this guy. Mr. Rogers was delightful and sweet. And I don't think anyone could say anything bad about him ever. And if they do, then they're wrong. But yeah, by the end, I wanted him to take the sweater off. <laughs> he was, yeah, just hang that sweater on up. Was, you don't deserve that sweater. No, you've not earned it. Then they kind of show the family. He's a father. He's got, um, I don't know, three or four little kids. They go out and they cut down their own Christmas tree, which... I also suggest is another red flag because ain't nobody got time for that. Mm-mm. And then like Jeremy and his wife, Christy mm-hmm. are kind of going back and forth about the size of this Christmas tree. And mm-hmm. she's like, um, boo, that's too big for the living room. He's like, don't you even worry about it. I'm going to make it work. And she kind of says, Oh, he just, he never hears the word no or something. And I'm just like, mm, problematic. Oh, the big red flag is he said, if you love me, you'll let me get it. no, that's not okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. So it's starting to come together for me already at this point, And I'm like, oh no. Mm-hmm. But he didn't want to do, oh, well, he was told by some people in his life, you may not want to do this movie. He calls it a movie. And I'm like, mm-mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So he's got some stuff going on. Well, they said, yeah, it'll make you look crazy. And my thought process was, you don't need a movie for that, sir. You don't. Mm -mm. Your actions. That's. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how that comes out. (laughs) So quickly. Right. So they live in, they live in Idaho, North Idaho. And they just, you know, he's been, he decorates, he goes all out. Very Griswold Christmas-like, right? Lights everywhere around the tree. Big Mm -hmm. stuff in the yard and that. And so he said, that's pretty normal. I'm going to rephrase that. That's not really normal, but it's sane. Okay. So mm-hmm. he found a cotton candy maker he'd gotten a while back and he was like, oh, I'll make this work. Maybe we can, you know, set mm-hmm. up and have like hot chocolate and cotton candy. So people who drive by and see the lights, we can hand mm-hmm. these out. And, you know, that was a really cute idea. And then Christy said, well, maybe we can collect donations for charity and we could put it on Facebook mm-hmm. and collect donations and that's kind of when it first exploded and became this big to do. And it turned right. out to be eight days of thousands of people coming through. There was a camel involved. A 35 person choir. Yeah. There was Santa on the premises. And Jeremy realizes as all this is going on that this is his ministry. Mm-hmm. That's quite a word. That sums it so up. That's yeah. a choice. Yeah. But the city wasn't happy. Obviously, he didn't have mm-hmm. a permit. Mm-hmm. And so he then compares his Christmas event to the <laughs> Berlin Wall coming down. Yeah, like, I, I I jotted that down also in my note. I was like, no, nope, um, not quite the same, sir. Yes, maybe a broad, too broad of a comparison there. I did not really draw that comparison myself. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. So he also stated this isn't an event. This is a miracle. I don't think he understands that word or what it means. I agree. Like I said, you're kind of already starting to put puzzle pieces together that they are really gung-ho about this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, It makes me uncomfortable. And I haven't even, you know, just to think about all of this going on. Mm -hmm. Like, I wouldn't even drive by to see this Mm -hmm. at this point. Mm -hmm. No, it's a huge thing. But because it was this this big to-do, Christy decided, hey, we need a bigger house. We need mm-hmm. to make it even bigger. Yeah. So right after Christmas, they start looking for a new house. They look in this neighborhood called West Hayden Estates, also in Idaho. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, it looks idyllic, right? It looks very Stepford or very Leave it to Beaver, right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. And sprawling homes, well-kept lawns. Big lawns, um, yeah. Yeah. Then they kind of start bringing in some of the other neighbors that played a part in this. And they, you know, talk about the closeness of the neighbors and how everybody knows each other's dogs and stuff like that. And that's some shit I can get behind. Mm -hmm. I think sort of the neighborhood closeness that people knew in years past is not necessarily the case anymore. They say that's got to do something with the death of the front porch and more people started getting decks and stuff in the back of their house. Mm -hmm. And so you just don't interact with people the same. But in this place, they didn't seem to fall victim to that they were all pretty tight right and and that was something that christy really wanted too she had described that she really wanted to be close with neighbors she wanted to have that kind of connection with people that live close by and i get that i think it'd be nice to coffee clutch with people in the morning if i didn't have to get up at five and go to work you know it's not ideal to coffee clutch at 4 30 i mean it's really hard to pull it together at 4 30 and be presentable to your neighbors yeah or work mm-hmm. or anybody Yes. The the neighborhood is also one block from city limits, so he wouldn't have had to mm-hmm. worry about a permit, which is kind of what Jeremy was looking for, but also close enough to the city that he felt like a lot of people would come. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is that 
before they moved, so they go and they look at this house, and it is a beautiful house. They ask the sellers things like, what's the biggest event you've had? Do you guys have these? Mm -hmm. They got a copy of the covenant conditions and restrictions, which was the size of a phone book. That's a really dated reference, but yes, a phone book. (laughs) And And he's a lawyer, right? Oh, I should not. We should not have missed that at the beginning because he's very do you think we should have yeah he's very vocal about well i'm i'm an attorney i mean like which there's nothing wrong with being proud of your profession Mm -hmm. right but this is really over the top i think he uses it more to intimidate people and as a power move as opposed to oh i'm attorney this is what i do it's not like a proud moment it's a you better watch out because i'm an attorney and that's how he uses it Right. He kind of lords it yeah. over you and, and that kind of stuff. I have, did you, did you pay attention to, I mean, the house itself was lovely. Yep. The lot, did you take a good look at what was going on with that lot? Because in the front, there's like a ring of trees. Mm-hmm. And I guess I was really kind of fascinated with that because there's not a lot of yard around those trees. So I'm like, how are you supposed to have this giant event? So I, to me, mm-hmm. that was like, if you're buying this house and part of it is this show that you're going to put on wouldn't you want a little bit more sprawling yard right I just thought that was weird yeah I mean I didn't think about it I saw the trees and I thought wow that really kind of blocks the house from the road that's nice yeah (laughs) right yeah that's I mean like it's a perfect yard they were like evergreen trees Mm -hmm. it wasn't like you know so yeah but I just for the purpose of what they were Mm -hmm. doing it wasn't like they had at least in the shots that I saw that they had a ton of side yard Mm -hmm. or front yard space. A lot of it was taken up with that ring of trees. And now they had a big old giant driveway that evidently people can stand on, which I'm also sort of fascinated about, but we can talk about that later. Yeah. But I just, that, that lot just kind of baffled me a little Mm -hmm. bit. Well, Jeremy took home the CCRs Mm -hmm. and he reviewed them and he didn't see anything that would prevent him from doing this. Right. So this is all mm-hmm. prior to, I assume, even offering on the house. Right. He's doing his due diligence, checking these things. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Mm-hmm. He contacts the HOA president at the time, who is Jennifer, mm-hmm. and let her know about the event prior to even moving in. I'm assuming, again, prior to even making an offer and lets her know this is the event. This is what we'd like to do. Mm-hmm. And so she takes that to the board and discusses it with them. And I'm pretty sure that they're all like, Once they start looking at past, Mm -hmm. they can see on Facebook, they can look this up and see what it was. And they see there are thousands of people coming through. They're like, yeah, 5,000 people is what I've got. Yes. They're like, we don't want that. Right. I mean, no one wants that in their neighborhood. Um, I completely agree. So the board does express concern about this at this point. Jeremy's pissed kind of even at that moment. They're like, hold on just a second. And I find that very interesting because he makes it very clear that he's not asking them for permission. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like a notification, but I'm not really sure what his goal was here. Because if you're not asking for permission, why bother? what is this? Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. I do just want to point out one thing though. They do kind of show some of his history and I have, they're trying to show you, like pull a little bit of heartstrings on you because they're flashing back to his light fetish because... (laughs) His dad talks about early, like he loved Christmas lights and he was putting them inside and he was putting them outside. And I'm like, do you think it was one of those situations, like the old ladies commercials are like, I learned it from watching you. I just was laughing <laughs> yes. my ass off because the dad's like, I mean, he was out in the blustery, horrible colds, like uh, decorating these trees. And I'm like, this kid's a tween. I mean, 
Mm. You again, you just get the feeling that there's so much more going on in her than just a dude that likes him, you know, a little bit of We Three Kings or something <laughs> like that. They also kind of talked about in his family history, uh, his grandfather had gotten him that weird cotton candy robot thing and his grandpa had been in silent movies he'd like scaled the side of buildings and was a bit of a showman mm-hmm. and so i think that kind of set part of the tone for this as well mm-hmm. because this guy he doesn't have an off switch he's just no. constantly on it is really something and i'll admit this is immediately so this is where i'm a little torn and where i started to get torn the first time i watched it is because i hate hoas honestly <laughs> i understand their purpose but i fucking mm-hmm. hate them with a passion i want to live in the middle of nowhere and i want to be able to do whatever i want within reason so that being said yeah. at first i'm like yeah down with the hoa meh but every time he opens his mouth i just the fact that he went through this process and he said i'm not asking permission i'm doing it regardless mm-hmm. and then he's talking to these people before he's even moved in so he knows the situation prior to even offering this yep. house Mm-hmm. And he chose to move in. So you're creating a situation to which you are mm-hmm. then going to try to play the victim. And I just want to hand him the nails so he can climb up on the cross. Because that's really what he wants in the end. Well, I think he would appreciate that reference because, I mean, he claims that... So the HOA sends out a letter. It seems to be strongly worded. I don't... I mean, they didn't like show us. We could not read through it. They, uh, Jeremy kind of picks out some little excerpts, but it's things like, here are the things that we think you're going to violate. There are people in this neighborhood that don't sell it. I mean, like they may not be Christian, which seems like a fair thing to say because he is in no way asking, what are your concerns? Let's come to the table and discuss mm-hmm. this. There's none of that. It's just like, this is what we do. And this is what we're going to, you know, how we see it. And if you guys don't fall in line, then I'm a lawyer and I'm going to sue everybody. Yep. He just drags that out very, very early, according to this documentary. Can I talk a little bit about Don Bradley, who is his friend? Well, I think it's his Bible study mm-hmm. guy, right? And this cat is making his own bullets yep. as they as they kind of get into it. And he's like, these HOA people laud their badges over you and they want to control your life and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, sir, I I get it. Like HOAs. Not the best rep. However, you probably don't need to crush them, as he then told Jeremy. Mm-hmm. So I think Jeremy's aligned with some people that like to stir the pot in this area and some real hardcore peeps. I think, unfortunately, they are very representative of a lot of the people in this country today. It's it's very... Because he claims from this letter it was religious discrimination. Because sure. they stated that there are other people who live here who might not be Christian, who might not like such a large display. And so, of course, that's Mm -hmm. discrimination against him. Mm -hmm. And instead of thinking, well, I get it. I don't really want to offend anybody else. Maybe, like you said, we could come and we can talk about it. Maybe I could do half of it or Mm -hmm. I could do this or something else. It's immediately, Mm -hmm. oh, no, this is against me. And they're trying to keep me down. Mm -hmm. We see this so often, like, I feel like he's claiming this so fast. He jumps so fast, but he's also the same person who would tell a Muslim woman to remove her hijab, right? Well, yeah. So he starts recording his conversations with Jennifer, the unsuspecting HOA president. Well, he starts recording his conversations with everybody from from before he even moved in. 
Yes. So he is making demands after this letter is sent. He's calling Jennifer multiple times a day and threatening to sue mm-hmm. so much so that her husband steps in and says, look, you guys aren't going to talk on the phone anymore. And then she ends up resigning, mm-hmm. although he is still calling and pressuring and just generally making a nuisance out of himself to get his own way. So mm-hmm. it's really unfortunate to see that that kind of behavior is effective in this case. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's generally what happens is you wear people down and then you feel like you win. And so you're rewarding bad behavior. And it's not the intention, but it's what ends up happening, right? Absolutely. The unfortunate, the really unfortunate thing is they're talking to Jennifer, right? This was probably filmed in like 2020. And she looks like she still has some PTSD from this whole thing. I mean, and I don't say that lightly. She looks genuinely upset when she's talking about it. Well, she talks about the sense of you know, responsibility she had for, she's like, I have elderly yeah. neighbors that can't afford to be sued. She didn't want to be mm-hmm. sued. And I think anytime you are dealing with the legal system, there's an element of fear because most of us are not that well acquainted with it. And, you know, it, it always feels like it equates with money and, you know, a lot of time and effort. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a terrible example of just, I don't know, kind of being a dick. Oh, <laughs> like that's just a really about bad it. word for it. Yeah. And then he likes to sit back and be like, well, it was them the whole time they were against me and whatever. And I'm like, my friend, please get some self-awareness. You are being just a terror. Yeah, he has zero self-awareness. But it's hard to be a martyr if you're not the victim, right? And that's really what he wants to be is that fucking martyr. There's a neighbor that says that after the family moved in, first of all, I maintain, why did they move in? They could have kept looking and looked for a million places somewhere a little farther out in the country that maybe... No one cares that you have all this shit. Well, I think it's hilarious, too, because they also say Christy was getting misty on the mm-hmm. camera because she was like, you know, we moved in and, and nobody like came over and spoke mm-hmm. to us. Nobody brought us a bunt cake or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God, how can you be surprised you don't get a decent reception after you guys have been so horrible to well, these people already? You're not even yes. there yet. I doubt she has a full, accurate telling of what's been going on. Right. She gets bits and pieces and it's one side only. And so she's like, oh, poor us, poor him. It's horrible. They're treating us horrible. She doesn't see the full thing. He's just not a good person to anybody. Well, at this time they're talking about, she says, I want to bake cookies and take them to Mm -hmm. the neighbors. And he's like, well, they should be bringing cookies to us. And I'm like, that's it in a nutshell Mm -hmm. right there. Everybody owes you cookies when you move in. I'm pretty good with the woo. I can talk to anybody and the first move you should do is take cookies to someone else you open the Mm -hmm. door make it so much easier for other people that way but you know everybody owes them Mm -hmm. it's it's great it is well right after they moved in there was a neighbor who was walking to get his mail and you know Mm -hmm. he gets his mail and jeremy walks out and he's like oh hi you know just moved in and jeremy asked him hey would you like to help us with this big christmas thing and he's like no Mm -hmm. not really you know, he wasn't rude about it. Well, they've already been soured on it. Yeah. He yeah. was like, he didn't know anything about it. He's like, no, not really. And Jeremy immediately responds that he's a lawyer and he has 17 other lawyers and they're going to sue them all. Who yeah. does that? I think that that's the teenage girl circle of lawyers. Like, oh my God, I have a 17 friends and we're going to blast you on, you know, with Central Mania <laughs> right. or whatever. It's so immature. And I just, it's really grotesque. It is. So the neighbors finally get an attorney Looks like at the end of October. But Mm -hmm. this was another comment that Christy made that is she had no idea of the situation, Mm -hmm. right? She's, bless her heart, she's just a sweet, empty vessel. Yeah, she's got a bunch of little kids running around. And there's, I have a feeling she's got her hands full because she's she takes care of a giant man child as well. So Sadly, I doubt she's ever had an orgasm. So, you know, she's just dealing with that too. (laughs) 
Oh, I'm so glad you said that because I'm like, that's a sham marriage of us. Can we pick up on that, please? She's real unfulfilled. Mm. But she said, you know, when they get summons or something, she said they never called. They never knocked on our door. They just, boom, get an attorney. Like, what do we do? And I'm like, are you fucking kidding? Considering your husband has been threatening to sue them since before you moved in. Yeah, this is just dessert. Yeah. So the fact that she makes a comment Mm -hmm. like that is, oh, she has no idea. She has no idea. Mm -hmm. Had she walked out of her house and talked to anybody, they probably would have filled her in. And maybe she would have left and been living a much happier life now. Well, I mean, she decided to listen to that husband, Mm. so... Mm. Mm. Then the following night, in response to this, essentially cease and desist, I think is what the attorney said. Like, please, because he started putting up lights in September, and they're like, oh, shit, he's really going to do it, right? And he keeps going. Yeah, I mean, he's telegraphing. Yeah, which is, yeah. So he starts to tell the story about World War II and some crazy fucking response. And he, you know, he's cackling to himself about how witty he is and he sends one single word response nuts and he's just laughing to himself because he thinks he is just the smartest wittiest person ever he's not yeah. is was that an actual event or is it some like old stupid war movie that nobody else I have knows? no fucking idea they had some movie clips in there and i thought oh cool what a great response he just thinks he's a lot cooler than i think he is is really what it comes down to yeah Surprisingly, uh, they then kind of break out into some discussion about how he was bullied in school. Are we um, surprised? Yeah. Yeah. And he even says, well, I became an attorney to gain power. Mm -hmm. So then you become a bully Mm -hmm. to others. I mean, that's what they say that happens. But he really lacks that empathy. Well, and I think because, I mean, he doesn't give people the chance to bully him, right? He's just going to go on the offensive immediately, no matter what, and push and push and push is what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. The fact that he called religious discrimination when the majority of the people in that neighborhood, if not all, were Christian as well. And the mm-hmm. president's husband was like a pastor, for crying out loud. And yeah. it just speaks volumes that you're going to try to play a card that doesn't even really exist at that point. Well, is this the one that he starts talking about? He's the protector of Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He wanted to be the guy who as saved he, Christmas, which is exactly what he said. Yeah, so he, at this point brings the press in and starts kind of a campaign against the HOA. Mm-hmm. And these are big news organizations. So this is Fox. Mm. This is mostly you know, Fox. All the big time. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, did they give it the most coverage without saying anything? Probably. Mm-hmm. But I like the fact that they were like, oh, everybody hears a Grinch and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, now I've seen the Grinch and I don't believe Grinchism is illegal. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was very interesting. They really get that message out that he lives around a bunch of horrible, horrible bastards. I mean, they're right. just, they're burning animals or some shit. I don't know. That's just grilling out, isn't it? I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> That's what we do every weekend in the summer. We practice our satanic worship. What an interesting spin. I'd never thought about it that way, but now I'm going to be like, do I need to light a candle or just chant like, a little? Call the corners or some shit like that? I don't know. Okay. (laughs) But I think the best part is not a single thing about this display and event is Christian. They have lights. They have a Christmas tree. That's pagan. They have Santa Claus, which is also pagan. Um, They have a camel. Mm -hmm. Okay. Maybe Jesus rode a camel. He's from the Middle East. Sure. But if that's the most Christian thing you have is a goddamn camel. 
I don't think you have. And it's not even a regular pet, according to the uh, second letter from the HOA. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, I think a camel's a pretty cool fucking animal. And I would love to see a camel, but I'd not wade through Mm 5,000 people to see one. I'll just go to the zoo. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Or the Run Fest. Oddly enough, they have there. Oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Silk Road. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't understand. I mean, it's not like he's doing, I don't know, if they had live births even, that would be more like Jesus. Yeah. I mean, it seemed like first Christmas. Yeah according to story, was pretty Mm low-key. And in the summertime, I'm pretty sure, but that's beside the point. (laughs) Yeah. I have no no time for your truisms. (laughs) Stupid history. But yeah, I mean, it's nothing Mm. about it is uh, he's claiming religious discrimination, but nothing about what he's doing is religious. So Mm -hmm. whatever, man, whatever. Anyway, because of all the reporters and that, like you said, people on Facebook, people in the media are like, burn the HOA, burn them to the ground and you get people like these ultra right wing groups like the three percenters came out and they came out with their guns ablazing saying look we'll protect you no one wants that in yeah. the damn neighborhood no yeah i said three percenters came to protect him from the atheist neighbors and their far right douchebags so yeah my level of insult is slowly <laughs> creeping up here i was very cool in the first Page of well, you try to give um, people a chance. And like I said, at the very beginning, you're like, oh, the mm-hmm. poor guy. And then you're like, ah, oh, Jesus, dude. <laughs> just gets worse. Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with some expression, right? But it can't infringe on everybody else. That's, That's the problem the here. You can't get through the roads. You can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, like now there's people with guns in your neighborhood. I mean, how pissed would so, you be? So, so pissed. I can't. So pissed. I get pissed because... Yeah. The people decided a couple days ago with their fireworks to celebrate the 10th of December for some reason. I don't know. Ah, uh, yes. I, uh, I've witnessed mm-hmm. that also here. But one of the things they say later on, I'll just bring it up now, is they're like, well, we live in America and we like freedom of religion and freedom to go where we want and freedom to do what we want. And I'm like, that's great. However, you can't infringe upon other people's freedoms to do that. And that's exactly what they're doing. Other people couldn't go anywhere because you were blocking everything and you were making them feel unsafe in their own homes, which mm-hmm. isn't fair. You say you nope. want freedom of your religion, but at the expense of everyone else enforcing it on them. And that's not okay either. Again, he wasn't forcing religion, just shiny fucking lights. I assume people couldn't sleep because it was like floodlights in their house. Well, yeah. I mean, he kind of references Clark Griswold, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm like, yes. even if you do, mm-hmm. there was a message to that as well. And so, you know, it wasn't just display for display's sake there was more to that movie than just a little bit of like the lights were part of it it wasn't the whole thing Mm -hmm. though he was a little bit more developed than this real life man right so well and at this point even jeremy's crazy friend that we were talking about it made his own bullets that'd be gone was like maybe this isn't the best idea to continue moving forward right because (laughs) you've got these crazy right-wingers out here and then christy was like nah bitch she was having nothing to do with it and um decided to take the the daughter and go to Virginia with stay with her parents for a while well yeah because he like he called their neighbors domestic terrorists that's like that's a rough I mean again mm, if you're the one starting mm. the problem you can't claim victim when someone fights back if you punch me and I punch you back you can't be upset that I hit you back but that's exactly what he's Mm -hmm. doing he's bringing the fight to them and then getting upset yeah and you definitely get the sense that he wanted everybody to be in Mm -hmm. on this and I'm sure that there is some where in America that everybody on the street would be into this. And there's nothing wrong for, you know, if you're looking for a new house, make that part of your search. Yeah. 
but they just dropped in on these people and you know they didn't comply with mm -hmm. big jer jer and so uh he had some serious well beef. and he knew before he even moved there that it was a problem yeah that's yeah uh, he makes me so angry people don't like conflict and it is a rare person in my opinion that would stand up to this i mean they said that eventually when this started going down there were people that i mean maybe not the first year but in continuous years people would leave people mm -hmm. would just be like look i'm out like that's what I, can't I would do with us we're just gonna yeah. go out of it. absolutely so i mean that's the easier solution than dealing with this mm -hmm. man so he makes a point to say after the first year i think 2015 was the first year in this neighborhood that the next year would be bigger and bigger and bigger. And he's, he's intentionally doing it out of spite. Yeah, because of the neighbors. Mm -hmm. What did I say? They deserved it. He said that they deserve mm -hmm. this. And I'm like, my God, the confidence on this man. He's got that tiny, tiny penis to really make up for. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> right. No, I will not penis shame him. There are people who have tiny penises who are lovely people. He's just a horrible person. That's true. I apologize. So... They have a man in the documentary that's referred to as Santa. That's not like mm -hmm. Steve who plays Santa. It's just Santa. Yep. And he's in the garb the mm -hmm. whole time. And so he gets roped into this to help fundraise for cancer. So that might be true. They didn't really discuss that part mm -hmm. of it. But I thought it was really funny that Santa, I mean, if there's anybody that's going to have, well, that's a hard statement to make because I was going to say if there's anybody with Santa's number, it's going to be Jeremy. Yeah. But as we've said, Santa really isn't Christian. No. So maybe not. Krampus probably is stopping by their house, stealing yeah. them kids. Right? Yeah, he was part of it. I think, I don't even know if he was part of the trials later on or anything. I think he might have been. Who knows? I mean, it could have been. I just, then it, we, we kind of get into, they bust people in for this on party buses. Mm -hmm. So they were paying Christmas tunes. I assume there wasn't a stripper pole, but it was standing room it could, only. They could have had a stripper pole. You don't know. Elves is stripping. I mean, hey. Lots okay. of glitter. They had armed guards. Mm -hmm. The traffic was insane. I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm fascinated about the fact that people get out of their car and just go up and mill around. I'm not familiar with that Christmas display psychology because I've driven by many a Christmas mm -hmm. display. The fact that people get out and walk around that's the part that i'm like well and, the, and let's be honest you get that many people together i don't care if it's for christmas i don't care what it's for you're gonna have people drinking before they get there you're gonna have people pissing in someone's lawn it's just kind of the way it's gonna work right you're gonna have stupid shitty people there who are drunk doing stupid shit and especially this is already been on the yep. news as a problem area and all that kind of stuff so i, I agree you're going to have some which is probably there. what they were concerned about not just the huge amount of traffic but the kind of people this is going to draw in and it's not necessarily just like oh people ought to have a nice time for christmas you end up getting a lot of people mm -hmm. who are just there to make a scene or whatever yeah he starts discussing how he videotaped and recorded people kind of from day one. He wanted to catch mm -hmm. violations of everyone else like he mm -hmm. talks about was it Dorothy that had the three dogs? No. Dolly okay. had three dogs. And you can hear him talking about uh, later on. He'd be like, oh, Dolly, you're only allowed to have two. Which one are you getting rid of? I think you should get rid of the white one. Blah. And he's talking to himself. He's clearly not mentally healthy, this person. Yeah. Every little violation. Yeah. He said that, um, oh, it's only supposed to be cement and someone put blacktop on their driveway or some stupid shit like that. And that you weren't supposed to have any like permanent objects on your driveway and he's like clearly they have a permanent soccer net that's not a permanent soccer net bitch every fucking person has one of those soccer nets in their yard if they have a kid you pick it up and move it it takes one arm 
Well, that's what made the HOA infamous, mm -hmm. right? It was like the picking out of the just the smallest of details. Like there's no interpretation. There's no grace for anybody. It's code, no code. And they just have the ability to make you mm -hmm. miserable. And so I think it's funny that he's now fighting their larger concerns of potential safety or traffic issues or whatever with you have the wrong color fencing yeah, or whatever. Petty it is, grievances. Because you know? so, mm -hmm. he's saying, if I'm yep. going to get B in violation, everyone here in violation is the same. That's right. like saying all is, crimes are the same. If I steal a Twinkie <laughs> because I'm hungry versus stabbing someone because I don't like them, that's all the same. It's all the same crime. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Deflection. Yep. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Did you have the story about his dad? His dad and one of the neighbors kind of got into a little bit of a scrum. Well, dad had said he was a sheriff or something cop yeah it was popping off at the mouth and this guy i'm not sure which which guy it was but he said he called the sheriff and he was like all right we'll see we'll see what happens and the dad was just like i can't believe that he and just like you well that didn't fall too far from the right. tree i yeah. guess is really what's going on there yeah yeah so i have it in 2017 they had a deposition for the lawsuit against the hoa mm -hmm. and prior to them showing it he he makes a statement he says, I'm like a thousand times smarter than any of these people, and I can lay traps and set them up every single time. Please see previous comments about Mary Rain. Anytime you have to tell me how smart you are, you're not convincing me. You're convincing yourself. The only person who's pulling this off is Kaiser Sose. Okay? I, I believe no but one he else. he never said how smart he was. He just was. I know he didn't. He didn't nope, have to. Absolutely. If you have to expound about how smart you are and how you're uh, laying traps and getting one up on everybody, you're not you're that not. bright. Mm -mm. Yeah. It's just, ugh. take a deep breath. <laughs> Lensing breath. <laughs> that's, and that's it. Again, anytime someone is like, I'm so much smarter, I'm like, but you're probably not, right? Someone has told you this your whole life or you just have made this out that you believe it, but you're not, you're not. Well, this is the hill you got to die mm -hmm. on. I mean, this this is your stance right here. It was just fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. It was stupid. Mm -hmm. Yep. And they do show he was questioning Jennifer mm -hmm. about, you know, everything that happened. And she was just like, no. And, you know, you, you are horrible, essentially. <laughs> but at one point he says, has anyone had like really large gatherings? And she's like, just you. You could tell she's frustrated as fuck. Well, I thought she appeared to have handled oh, it really absolutely. well, though. Uh, she did not give him what right. he wanted, and she kept it together. When previously he'd been giving her shit on the phone about, don't be emotional, don't uh, be emotional. I was like, motherfucker, you are trying to break her mm -hmm. down. Yeah. She's crying, so she doesn't hit you, sir. That's why she's crying. It's either that or punch <laughs> you in the face. That's right. There's no weakness in tears mm -hmm. anyway. I mean, like, so. I know there's a stigma against it, but I think a lot of people cry for reasons other than sadness. Again, if you're just frustrated or... yeah. Bless her heart. Anyway, yeah, she was pretty good about it. And he asked at one point, do you feel bad for what the Morris family has been put through? And she looks at me and she goes, no, I feel like you did this to yourself. You go, girl. I mean, yeah, she makes a good argument Speak for that. Speak that truth. In October 2018, they had a federal court case. And Jeremy had to prove discrimination against him was on religious grounds. Was essentially mm -hmm. what he was doing. He, I think most of the notes that I wrote down, wrote down were just quotes that he said because I was so amazed that the shit fell out of his face. He said, there yeah. are no two sides to this. There's only one way to create two sides, and that's to lie. <sighs> well, phone records, that's one. Communication, like the mail, that's another. I mean, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, they have, he's part of the record of this too. So I, I just don't, that's just a short-sighted statement. Well, everything that comes out of his mouth 
is that way. I mean, everything that comes out, he makes a comment of, oh, well, they were lying. And I have on recordings, I have all these recordings where Jennifer's recordings, where her recordings, she doesn't have any because I'm the only one recording. And I'm like, because they're not fucking crazy. Well, but if he called her 22 times or whatever, Mm -hmm. again, I think that that's great evidence to say, this is not a case of persecution from them to him. He is manipulating them. Yes. I mean, he is kind of showing his ass is basically the best way that I can Mm -hmm. say that. It's hard to interpret in a positive light for him when you can see that he is being aggressive. Mm -hmm. So he's, yeah, he's never once been willing to compromise on anything or even Mm -hmm. discuss it. Yeah. And I mean, he's also on those phone calls. That's Mm -hmm. the other thing. Yeah. And there are some times where he would ask a question to someone and be like, well, why do you think they're against me or this event? And he would even let them answer. He would say, it's because I'm Christian. I know. I know. Like he would answer his own questions. And I'm like, well, that doesn't really prove much, sir. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, um, he must have gone to the Moriarty (laughs) school of um, Mm cross-examination and trying to get that masterful performance. I guess we're just never going to let that die. No. It's pretty slow. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so after this trial, the HOA was actually found guilty of discrimination. They awarded the mm-hmm. Morse family $75,000. And that's a lot, right? Because you have, like she said, there are people who are living on fixed incomes. And now it's the HOA. It's not mm-hmm. individuals. But to pay for that, the HOA is going to have to get the money somehow, right? I don't know how much their dues would go up, but it just, it's kind of gross. I think that guy's name is Mortati. I said that wrong. We can call anyway, him Moriarty. That's fine. That's fine. I think Professor Moriarty had a better handle on how, I mean, he was up against Sherlock True. Holmes. Like, come he on. He probably was a lot smarter so, than Mortati. Right? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I agree. Well done, I guess. Way to show them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least at this point. Well, I mean, it was, again, it's rewarding bad behavior, right? So he feels justified mm-hmm. in his actions. He feels like he can continue to do all of these things. And he was just like, yeah, there. But that's what it is to be a good Christian is to force all your stuff on everybody else. I mean, that's kind of seems not like what Jesus was talking about. Just saying. Right. Well, you clearly don't understand Christianity. I mean, yeah. Jesus seemed like a cool dude. So, I mean, he had some skills, you know, he was down with the lepers and stuff. And I think that's not a popular viewpoint. Mm -hmm. And I think he would be a hard person to live your life like. And people aren't able to do that. They they talk about it a lot. Mm. Execution, I think, is a little lacking. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of shopping cart religion, right? You pick the <laughs> things that fit your lifestyle and put them in your cart. Mm-hmm. And those things that don't mm-hmm. fit your lifestyle, you can leave out. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's what works for people. Yep. Whatever. Yep. So the HOA was found guilty. Until April of 2019, the judge of the case reversed the decision. He reversed the jury yes. decision. He found the Morris family guilty and ordered them to pay $112,000 of legal fees for the HOA. And his immediate response was, well, we have a corrupt judge. Of course, that is the only likely scenario for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what else can you say? There could, I mean, there could be nothing more. Well, I will read. This is what it said. What the finding said from the judge. He said, hold on. He said, the recordings Mr. Morris created of his interactions with other homeowners in the West Hayden Estates show that he was aggressively confrontational. Plaintiff's witnesses did not present credible testimony that held up under cross-examination. 
Mr. Morris's testimony was riddled with inconsistencies. And he did say something that I didn't get down. It says something about Jennifer Scott was actually very convincing in her testimony. And then he said, mm-hmm. the evidence in this case uniformly supports the Homeowners Association version of events. Well, I think that sums it up quite well. Yeah, I mean, you're you're so busy looking to nail other people, you've forgotten to look at what you've left behind. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Again, I think it's a lack of self-awareness on the part of this man. And the sad thing is, he's a family man. He's got kids. I mean, this is really the legacy that he's left behind for them, at least to this point. I don't know. Maybe he'll have a Christmas miracle and actually become a real human being at some, you know, at some point. I really wish so. I'm hopeful. I just can't imagine trying to live in a place with this kind of tension. It sounds awful. Right. And I mean, and and they've talked about how stressful it has been for the last, you know, five, six years that they've Mm -hmm. been going through this. I can't even imagine. You know, of course, Jeremy appeals. Of course, he's a lawyer. Of course, he's going to put an appeal. Yeah. And then they show him trying to give his speech, his appeal, whatever speech he has written down or is off the top of his head to his wife, who is busy parenting their kids on one of the kids' birthday and the kids are running around because these are small boys. They're like two and three, right? And small boys are- Yeah, yeah they're, they're little kids. kids. dude. All small boys are crack kids. <laughs> and so yeah. they're running around and he's like, and in conclusion, and then this boy runs through and she's like trying to grab him so, you know, he doesn't die. And Jeremy's just like, oh, you're not even paying attention. he's like a petulant fucking child i'm just gonna yeah i know it's really hard because you know like i said his love of christmas is infectious i think that you want to believe that there's something redeeming somewhere in there because people love christmas and it brings people together but this is the worst of human Mm -hmm. nature is to kind of refuse to see anybody else's perspective and make everybody miserable Mm -hmm. around you i think this whole thing and not just the event, right? If everything had went smooth, I believe he probably would have created some other debacle. He seems to thrive in that kind of conflict and environment, and he wants the attention. So that is what is most important to him. Not his kids, not his family, but just the idea mm-hmm. of it to him, right? Yeah. Christy states that if they lose the appeal, it would bankrupt them. But they had no problems at bankrupting anybody else. None. I guess, too, I don't buy that either because... Where'd all the money for this license should come from? I suppose it's possible they could have gotten it donated. But if you're doing fundraising and paying for thousands of people to have hot chocolate, that feels like a lot of investment mm-hmm. to me. So that's... Well, and how much money... It's hard to feel bad for them for that statement. Well, and also he said, he straight up said it had cost hundreds of thousands of dollars for them to fight this. Well, that's your choice, sir. You're choosing this. And... Also, you're right. If you're paying all of this money to get this put up, the electricity bill is mm-hmm. going to be through the roof for stuff like that for the month or two. Yeah. And you're paying for when to have a hot chocolate in that. No matter how much people donate, you're probably not donating that much to charity. If you're taking what you need to, to do this event and then give the rest to charity, there's probably very little left, if any. And they didn't really talk about the financials of it. This is just some, some speculation right. on our part, right. right? To say, it seems contrary. You can't say that this is going to break us and also that we're going to give hot chocolate to a bajillion mm-hmm. people. I was amazed way back there. He was showing some video of walking through his house and there were rolls and rolls and rolls of lights everywhere. Mm-hmm. This is a giant ass mm-hmm. house and there's just shit everywhere mm-hmm. inside. And so I can't imagine 
the assembly. They had a crane in at one point. I mean, like that stuff cannot right. be cheap. Well, and they had rented so, storage to store some of this because it was yeah. just so much. Yep. But you're right. I mean, think yep. of all the money that you could take from that instead of buying this, instead of doing this, take that money and on Christmas Eve, go to a homeless shelter and donate socks, sweaters, coats, mittens, food. I don't know, things that people actually need instead of hot chocolate and whatnot. And yes, cancer is a good charity, but there are so many things you could do with that money. Even take that money and donate it to the same place. Just don't spend it on this shit. Just take that money and donate it, right? There's no need for the spectacle of it. Yeah, but you don't get credit. Oh, true, right. You need to make sure that Without the you have a camera out when you give the homeless person the dollar, right? Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. You can't give anonymously and expect to have some kind of you know, street cred, I guess I, I have some problems with that. A too. lot of problems with that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> um, you know, but I'm not, I'm not a good Christian, so it doesn't matter what I think. Finally, finally, she oh, speaks the truth. Thank I you. Know it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they do this appeal over the interwebs because this is like June, 2020, right? So it's all on like zoom and they have a female lawyer representing the Millers. I'm glad he's not representing himself at this point. However, watching them watch it jeremy just kept talking shit and christy's like shut up i thought she was gonna hit him at one point i'm like you go girl you do it and then the hoa has a lawyer in there like three judges i think maybe four but this old lady judge was not having it not having it and i love her so much for that she was like how is this religious how is this letter anti-religious how is any of this to do with religion and i'm like yes ma'am you get it ma'am let me think about some of the old stories, right, of persecution. Like, people got fed to lions and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think that this not, is in the same caliber. Not like the same, right. You know, you're not being murdered for your faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that lesser, you know, there are slights that definitely need to be dealt mm-hmm. with in the legal arena. Um, Without lions. But, like, it loses this punch. Well, I mean, you know. I mean, I, I don't want the lions to get cholesterol or whatever for me all these Good people. Point. Yep. Especially the Americans. Ugh. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, but yeah, I just, again, it goes back to perspective for me and it's just, it's hard in this day and age when there's so much going wrong to be freaking out about something like right. this. Right. Of all you know? things, yeah. pick your battles. Yes. Yes. Now this all took place before the pandemic, which has hopefully changed opinions and hearts and things for it the better. It doesn't look like, like it. I have to believe that because I have a sweet baby heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just, yes, I want everything to believe the best is in people. all better now, Erin. All better. I know. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> As I drink my eggnog, I feel I feel good. Your egg milk punch. Egg milk punch. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy said, "How a person wants to celebrate their religion or faith is really up to them." And I go back to the statement I said before: is I guarantee he has asked a woman, a Muslim woman, to remove her hijab. I guarantee he has. I mean, they didn't discuss it, so who knows? But I, I can't imagine. That Generally, when people make a statement like that, they mean I can practice the way I want to, and everyone can practice how I do, and that's it. <laughs> well, that's good American, yeah, true, right? True. Yep. So they did the appeal. It could be twelve to twenty-four months before they get a decision. So they still haven't got a re- decision. Jeremy has stated if they lose the appeal, they'll take it to the Supreme Court, which could be another five to six years. I'd like to think the Supreme Court would be like, listen, motherfucker, we ain't got time for this shit. We got more important things. But I want to say one of the things that his parents did say was that he had always had grand aspirations of being like a senator or something. So that really makes this make a lot more sense, right? 
because mm-hmm. we have to have a platform. Yeah. Well, and yeah. think of think of the politics between 2016 and 2020. It was exactly mm-hmm. like this. So that's the kind of person people are voting in, and they still might be in some places. Mm-hmm. And so he's setting that he's setting that groundwork for I will fight for Christmas, even mm-hmm. though there's no real anti-Christmas bullshit going on. Although I did see a video of a bear attacking a blow up reindeer in a yard, and that's really that's really the fight on Christmas that I want to see. <laughs> Not sure who won that that fight. <laughs> Oddly enough, I watched The Edge mm-hmm. last night, like from 19 and 97, and Bart the Bear mm-hmm. was in that, and he was very scary. Yeah. So if I were that blow up reindeer, I would have been like, we both know I'm I'm getting ready to be pooped. So <laughs> anyway. Truth. That's the one with that's right? the one with um a Baldwin brother and I think maybe it might have been the best of Alec Baldwin. He was very good yeah. in it. And Thank Sir you. Anthony Thank Hopkins. You. That's the other um, one. Yes. Okay. Yes. But we had to stop it many times and be like, how old is Anthony Hopkins in this? And like all kinds of stuff. We were having a good time. It's like I said, it was one of those uh, 90s movies that I was like, oh, that's a mm-hmm. good one. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Okay. Christy does talk about the best resolution would be to just move. She still stated, you know what, she moved there because she wanted the neighbors. She wanted that kind of camaraderie. And uh, she's really mm-hmm. upset she didn't get it. And uh, I just wanted to scream at the TV and be like, you can blame your husband for that, ma'am. But I didn't. Yeah. I mean, so we're making a lot of judgments on their marriage based on what we've seen. I don't think it looks too good for them. <laughs> you know what? You know what, though? I, I don't see them getting a divorce, per se. I, I feel like they'll probably ride this out to the end, but I don't feel like she'll be happy ever. Yeah, it's... He gets um, what he wants. And, it's a yeah, bit rough. that's all that matters. It's a bit he's, rough. He's proven yeah. that his wants and needs are the only ones that matter. Yeah, a lot of extrapolation mm-hmm. um, based on, you know, his behavior. Mm-hmm. It's hard because there's a time and a place to stand up for your rights and your beliefs. The problem comes in when you're pushing all that shit all over everybody else. There's got to be a happy medium somewhere because we do live in society. So that's, I think, what's really off-putting about this because I live in a lovely neighborhood. My neighbors all have reasonably sized Christmas displays. Mm -hmm. We used to walk around and carol with my grandparents and stuff when I was a kid. I mean, like there was some good stuff about Christmas going on, but at no time did I have to leave my house rather than be able to get up and down my driveway and have a pizza delivered or whatever, you know, you Mm -hmm. want. I just, I can't imagine what that's like for days and days on end. Oh, I can't even imagine. I would have a full blown Mm -hmm. panic attack, honestly, if I couldn't get out of my house. Just the idea of it. Yeah. I will finish this and then I'll, and then I'll kind of discuss it. Jeremy has filed a complaint of judicial misconduct against the judge because of course he, he, Oh, yeah, and that him. can't possibly be right correct. Mm-hmm. And the neighborhood is still waiting the appeal for decision or the decision for the appeal. Sure. One of those. And Dolly no longer has three dogs. Do you think he took one out? I think he did. I'm going to blame him for that. I mean, was there a treat laying somewhere on the usual walking route that may or may not have been laced? Who's to say? Mm-hmm. It's possible. Mm-hmm. But anything's possible. Mm-hmm. So... Yep. So a couple of things about this documentary. I really would love to see one of the neighbors put up a very large satanic temple display for Halloween just to do it because they have the right to religion. 
right? No one's going to yeah. do it because they're not. But I would love to see that and see what, I mean, if he's putting this out there, then he has to, mm-hmm. then he's laying the groundwork for that as well. I like the idea that he's going to meet his match mm-hmm. somewhere, right. right? Yeah. There's going to be like some kind of Arbor display, <laughs> Arbor day that you are not even prepared for. Don't make me um, get the trees. Right. We're giving away apple seeds to all the kids. Johnny Appleseed's coming around. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all kinds of shit like that going on. You're going to have saplings everywhere. Oh my God. Earth Day is going to be lit. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> I one time lived in a neighborhood where there was a big, there were two festivals every year. And across the street from my house was a big park. So they would set tents up in my easement, up and over the street. And they would anchor on the other side into the park. So they cut my sprinkler lines. This is a city, mm. cut my sprinkler lines. There would be little kids running up to my door, like tapping on my door because their parents were sitting in the tent and the kids were running around our mm-hmm. yard, driving our dogs nuts. It was really hard to get in and out. Now, was it fun to walk out my door and get an elephant ear? It yeah. was. But we got to the point where we did leave because it was just too stressful. Mm-hmm. We were not trapped in our house, but there was just so much. I mean, clogging shit on stage. I mean, like there was music all the time. Was there um, late night clogging I don't keeping con- you up? Because, well, I mean, you know, it would go to like 10 <laughs> o'clock or something like that. And it was adorable. I mean, the first year or so I was like, oh my God, this is it's super cute. But after that, you're just like, you dread mm-hmm. it. So, and that was a 10th of the pressure that was put on mm-hmm. these people in this neighborhood. So I kind of side with the homeowners association, which is an amazing thing to say in itself, but I kind of feel for the neighbors who are having to deal with this madness. So, yeah. And that's why I said, you know, originally I was like, uh, HOAs, I hate them, but I know, you know, within about five minutes, you're like, Oh, this guy, I hate him even more. So yeah, maybe that's the, the documentarian's credit that they kind of, you know, you really, it's another example of he just hung himself. I was Mm -hmm. with him up to a point. I was like, Oh, you know, and then with those giant light displays and all those people really stressed me out. So I could not imagine having to live next door to it because even I would not go there as a patron, Mm -mm. let alone, you know, and then just to bring court proceedings and shit like that into it was just out out of control. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not good. None of it's Mm -mm. good. So Mm -mm. I'll be interested to kind of see what happens. And as it moves forward, and then if we see him go on to the political platform, uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see moving forward. Yeah, we'll see how this story develops from here. But uh, the groundwork, boy, has it been something. Jeremy Morris. Okay. Not my (laughs) district or whatever. So I guess we don't. Thankfully, not mine either. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Mm -hmm. do you want to talk about what we're doing next week? Yeah, let's do Okay, so I did post all of these on Instagram at Go Doc Yourself if you're interested in in finding out the next crop of documentaries. So we're going to be doing Finders Keepers. I believe you can get to it on Tubi. It's an hour and 22 minutes. And I'm very excited because it sounds like a crazy story. And I'd love to have some comments and some questions from folks. You can get a hold of us on our social media as again, we're in on Instagram and the Twitters at um, go doc yourself. And then also we have email and I believe that's go doc yourself at gmail.com. Right, Aaron? Yes. It sure okay. Is. Well, so depending on what your poison is on how you communicate on the interwebs, you can find us. Listen, if a carrier pigeon arrives with a message, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> it's not beneath me. That's right. I don't know what I'll do with your bird after that, but 
I assume they they know how to get home. I think that's the novelty of them. I don't Uh, know. Yeah. Could be right. I I really have no experience. So it's just movies at this point for me and carrier pigeons. So, Mm -hmm. okay, cool. All right, listeners, it's uh, the holiday season. So let this documentary be a reminder to be nice to others. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, these dogs. Jesus, speaking of speaking of neighbors, there you go. Uh, uh, roommates, yeah, stupid yeah. roommates. Right. Be nice to each other. If someone says happy holidays, don't yell at them. Merry Christmas. Just say thank you. Or if someone says Merry Christmas, don't yell happy holidays. Just say thank you. Or just be nice. Just yeah. be nice. Yeah. That's it. You, uh, That's all I have to say. What is a There's a carol that talks about goodwill to man. Perhaps practice a little bit of that wouldn't be the worst thing. And women. Yeah. You know. Oh, well, of course. Um, <laughs> Goodwill people. to all. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so um, with that, I'm going to sign off. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.